0: hat. I was on a mission trip during the uh, western days and it also reminded me when um, I was uh, in Russia and then in Dagestan. I had my, my cowboy hat on uh, and I was working in the uh, church in Dagestan uh, with the Chechen rebels uh, and the uh, Chechen Christians and the ministry, mission work that was going on there. Uh, in the church service um, uh, the training time there would always come a man and sit in the very back with his black kind of a black leather trench coat on and he had a scowly face every day he just sat there and uh, I didn't know uh, what it was about I didn't didn't think it was a pastor (laughs) Um, uh, and uh, so I asked asked one of the one of the pastors, uh, who is that? And he said, well, that's the NSB, well, KGB. And so they were watching. And uh, so I, uh, I tried to go back to meet him. He, he just scurried out every time. Uh, when it time for me to leave, I went to the airport. And uh, as soon as I got in the passport line, I was immediately arrested. I was surrounded by agents. And they whisked me off to this room. Uh, and all the pastors that were with me followed. And they, they were said, we will be outside the door. We will be praying for you. Well, uh, I'm glad they were. Uh, because they did the good cop, bad cop routine. And I'm telling you, the bad cop really was a bad cop. Really intimidating. And because they found some of my, they went through all my bags. They frisked me. They checked me. Uh, they found some reference that uh, I had been to working with the Chechen people, because as you know, Russia just bombed Chechen off the maps, sort or, of. and uh, so they they were uh, they said we're going to keep you, I said no you're not I'm going to be on that plane to Moscow, and uh, uh, you you're, uh, you're, you're 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 not going to leave I said yes I am, uh, and I said uh, because. Uh, Uh, All we're doing is we're helping people to know Jesus and his love, his forgiveness, his care, and his restorative work of what has happened to the people in Chechnya. And uh, so the good, the bad cop, uh, he went away, whatever. This went on for hours. Uh, They'd come back in, question, intimidate, whatever. They'd go back. So when you hear about the NSB or KGB, believe it. It's true. It's very true. Uh, Russia really is not really happy with the U.S. right now. Uh, and so finally, uh, all of a sudden, they came in. They had my bags. They shoved the bags in my, my uh, hands and said, follow me. And one uh, one of the uh, guards had me on one side and one on the other. They took me out the side door onto the tarmac uh, and uh, ushered me right up to the, uh, the steps to get on the plane. And uh, just go. And uh, so I started up the steps. I got about two or three steps up, and I stopped. And I turned around and looked at that NSB agent, the one who was the bad cop. I looked at him, and I said, and Jesus loves you too. And for the first time, he broke out in a big smile. (laughs) And he said, just get on the plane. (laughs) Well, we're talking about missions today. That's the day and next week when Joel is here. We're talking about missions. I like to be called a missionary. Uh, I've had people on planes who've said, why? Why would you want to impose your beliefs on people's culture, change their culture? Why would you want to do that? And my answer is because Jesus loves them. And I'm here to tell them about Jesus who can take their broken hearts and restore them and give them new life. When I was pastoring in Washington, D.C., uh, there was called the Embassy Row, all these mission stations of all these countries that flew their flag out front, and they were ambassadors. They were the ones giving representation of their country, and they were there to share who they are and what they're about. Well, missions really, when you take the root word to send, to be sent, it means a missionary is sent to tell about something. That's what we do. And so the bottom line, if one takeaway for you today is that you are a missionary. You are a missionary because if you have come to know Jesus Christ and his saving love, you have a message and you have a mission. And we want to talk about today. Let's pray. Jesus, it's hard for us often to tell about our faith in you Uh, for a number of reasons. Maybe it's open hostility Maybe it's indifference. It could be that our fear of offending others. We don't know what to say. We're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing. We're not sure that we're going to do it right. uh, Or we just don't want to be rejected. But often we really don't function with a message to share with others. We don't really give, uh, even though we can tell that there is a need uh, often we just fail to say anything. So we ask this morning for you to help us to understand your word and your injunction to go into all the world, all the world, here in Pastor Robles, not just in uh, Congo or Uganda or Chechnya, but Pastor Robles. And here we are in this place. We ask for your help to understand this in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to draw your attention to Matthew chapter 9. And these few verses that tell us something of the heart of God. I want us to see how do you see through the eyes of Jesus? How do you see what Jesus sees when he looks upon people? Well, what does he see? I believe this gives us a glimpse of that. And beginning with verse 35 of chapter 9, Matthew. Then Jesus was about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore pray the Lord the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Verse 1 of chapter 10 and when he had called his uh, 12 disciples, he gave them power. I think um, what we have to see is how did Jesus see the need? Uh, and he, what Jesus saw, he saw the lost. He saw those who uh, who were weary, he says, uh, like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, He saw them as as without hope, without direction. Uh, And he felt compassion. That's that's the heart of God. God felt compassion. There is something there for us to see. He only talks about a huge harvest. He looks and he sees the great need. But then he says, well, not only the harvest is, is plenteous, it's great. But there are so few workers, so few who are willing to step forward and to be one of those ambassadors, one of those with a mission, one with a purpose, uh, with something to say. I wonder as you... Uh, consider what Jesus was saying and how he felt. I wonder if it it had any aspects of desperation because it it does look hopeless. The need is so great. So many hurting, so many without direction. But this is a, a message of hope. It's not hopeless because we are able to see through the eyes of Jesus that he had compassion. Just a few Uh, Days later, in fact, the 15th chapter of Matthew, the crowds had followed Jesus, and for three days they were hungry. Uh, Once again, Jesus was moved by compassion, and he fed the people. But here in the ninth chapter, he's talking about this greater need, more than physical or uh, hunger and uh, fatigue. He's talking about something that is necessary for us to see. Which I think we don't see. I don't think we really see the world the way that Jesus sees it. I think we have to have a vision, a vision for mission. We have to have some kind of reason, some kind of construct, some kind of what, what motivates us to go and to tell. First of all, Jesus told his disciples to pray, pray for the harvest. And why because I think unless we pray and unless God changes our hearts we will just go blithely along as if everything is okay I think we need to be able to have a new perspective uh, and, and be truly touched be actually moved with a heart of compassion not just uh uh, so that we can somehow say we've done our job, but He will reveal to us the needs of people, and God will re- reveal to us this special call that we have. I think often we don't go, we don't say anything, is because we don't really recognize how lost people are. I think I think uh, people are able to cover that up as far as the appearance. Maybe they have the nicest cars and homes. It looks like they're successful. But Jesus looked upon their hearts. And he gave them a mission. And what does, he, what does he do in chapter 10, verse 1? He gave them power. Why? Because the needs are so overwhelming that Jesus has to give us authority. And he has to give us the ability because we don't have it. It will be by the death of a thousand qualifications that we don't tell. But he tells us the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. You know, there's no limit to what God can do if you don't care who gets the credit. There's no limit to what God can do if you don't get care who gets the credit. And God's will never lacks God's supply. And so what happens is that God has to move upon our hearts. As we pray, God, give me a vision. Give me an understanding. Give me a heart. Move me, change me. And then the Holy Spirit does the work. Um, I remember I was on staff with the Campus Crusade years ago. And Bill Bright, the director and founder of Campus Crusade, He talked about how that uh, go in the power of the Spirit and leave the results to God. And it's the Holy Spirit who changes our heart. And we begin to see the world through Jesus' eyes. And we begin to have a heart of compassion. So what I would say to you is pray for a heart of compassion. Pray for courage to act. Pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to change you so that you will be one who will be available. One of those labors, one of those in this mission field. And maybe as you are here today, maybe even you can thinking, thinking, begin to think about an individual or people that you know, maybe colleagues at work, maybe neighbors, maybe family members, You've never said anything to them, and maybe you know the deep hurt they have in their life. Maybe it's it's marital conflict, maybe it's financial difficulties, whatever. And 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 you don't say anything. You know, if if someone has uh, gone through a sickness and and has experienced the the, the loss of the ability to function because of the sickness, and they their health is restored, they see someone else with the same kind of illness. They're going to tell them what they can do. And so, um, what did he do here? What did Jesus do? Did he tell them how to market the church? Did he tell them how to do mass marketing? Did he tell them how to preach? Did he tell them how to play the guitar? Did he tell them how to sing praise songs? No. That's what Jesus did. He said... Ask for the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, "You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you shall be witnesses." You see, it's not technique; it's not a guilt trip; it's not a, 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 a job; it's your life, because you're moved with compassion and you look upon these who are who are like sheep without a shepherd. And recognize that you're a missionary, that you have a mission. And that's a mission given by Jesus. And his longing is that you will take up this mission and know this joy. Let's pray. Jesus, we, uh, we need your help because uh, we look upon this world... And people that we know, and we don't often think of uh, them as sheep without a shepherd. Uh, But we also pray that you will help us to see and have a heart of compassion. We ask that you would move us from uh, not only indifference or not knowing. But give us a heart of compassion so that as we look upon others, we care, change our hearts, give to us that kind of heart of compassion. And now, Lord, as we gather around your table to acknowledge and confess that Jesus is the Christ, we pray that you will help us today. Uh, pray that you'll help us today as we gather around this table to receive this bread and this cup